Last week on Channel Massive, in episode 259, we were joined by Southern Scott to talk about a lot of news, perhaps too much. Highlights included League of Legends competitive players are now pro-athletes. Yes, soon to be in the Olympics. Yes, getting gold, silver, bronze, yes. and the awesomeness. Since domination from South Korea for the first time ever. <laughs> also, an unwilling recipient got Zynga help desk requests and made the most of the situation. Man, we loved that. That was awesome. And Rise of Nations has gone MOBA. Southern Scott shared his distaste for the revelation. <laughs> and disgust. We also further discussed why we left DDO after six, not five, sessions, and discussed how we got through Planetside 2 for our last Monday game night. This is XQ, folks. XQ quality. Better than HQ, but no one knows what the X stands for, except for extremely good. There <clears throat> we go. This is episode 260 of Channel Massive Side Quest Reenlisted. I'm Noah. <laughs> he, he thinks. He's fairly sure. He's been watching me drink a lot, so he's, I have. Got, he's got like phantom... Drunken uh, proxy. Drunken proxy blood alcohol <laughs> elevation. And I, of course, am Mark. Your half-witted co-host for this evening. Yeah, I don't know if we've introduced ourselves for a while. Yes. I was raised by wild ocelots. Uh, and my favorite color is puce. What about you, Noah? I <laughs> was raised by badgers. Honey badgers? No. Just regular. Regular garden, badgers. And garden variety. My favorite color is neon orange. Nice. Because that's the color the hunters wear, and you know to run the other direction. <laughs> Looky there, he's got a gun. <laughs> we have a fun episode lined up for you. We have a whole bunch of feedback relating to what game we're going to be playing for our next MMO tour in August and September. There's been much gnashing of teeth. There has, much and lots of feedback. Ringing of the hands. I'm looking forward to going over what all the suggestions are. Yes. And then us making an executive decision. Right. We uh, while we while we see where you're going with that suggestion, <laughs> it doesn't suit our needs. <laughs> our our evil agendas only have so much room for change from the course yes, we've set. They're rather rigid. Yes, 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 we <laughs> We also played League of Legends for the first time in months for some of us, for the first time ever for and others. We dominated. We did. Yep. We showed those bots a thing or two. Oh, darn. You let them know the secret to <laughs> our domination. Although, that one team I did assemble was quite... We lost the first one, right? We lost the first. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Mm, yeah. But I put together a dream team of bots. Actually, I called it a cheese team. And it gave us a pretty <laughs> good run for its money. That's right. You have to explain this, the secret recipe of what... 
approved many, to be so challenging. Many for people us. will be offended by what I consider cheese characters, but yeah, <laughs> they but there's are. a reason why. Yeah, they're cheese, and the reason why we love them. Yep. We will have a news discussion before that, where we go over things about Steam maybe allowing people to resell their digital goods if a court forces them to, or maybe not. Mm, yeah. And then other upcoming developments. We've got a spiritual successor to Syndicate becoming closer and closer to reality. We've got a group of people from Blizzard, Sony Online Entertainment, and Relic creating a brand new game company. And, well, you know, the week wouldn't be complete without more Microsoft and Zynga antics in the news department. Thank goodness for them, because without them, the news would just be the news. It would just be so colorless and drab. But they're kind of like the super mega corporation soap opera of video games. They certainly have been for the last month or two. It's been ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I know. If you could just throw in some, you know, really interesting personalities to to join up with join forces with them you know mm. like the oh what was the guy that was doing the, with the white sunglasses from all the um, Warhammer videos Paul Barnett Paul Barnett would be a good one <laughs> um, I've got an autographed poster of him on my wall <laughs> yeah <laughs> he tells me things. He tells me about public quests and how they will change the way we play video games forever. <laughs> uh, I wonder what's going to happen to him after that Warhammer MOBA imploded. Oh, I don't know. I don't what know. Is it called be, Wrath of Heroes? He'll be doing his spiel while he sells his body for crack in the mean streets of some place in <laughs> Europe. I don't know. What you're going to do is take advantage of me, see? And, and it's only going to cost you like three dollars but i've got my white sunglasses on and i can keep them on if you're into that sort of thing you know so that's that's what we predict have you ever worked with anyone like that um british no oh salesmen sale yes absolutely they're not supposed to be salespeople, but that's really what they are they are they are at heart a used car salesman <laughs> yeah acting as like say a architect or a Mm-hmm. Perhaps a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps a, well, well, yeah. What? We just never forget those wonderful people we've worked with before. No. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some other folks like that. Software developers. <laughs> oh, Unix admins. Uh, there's been quite a few of them. And our memories are like that of an elephant. At least for the things that are really important and memorable. Well, unimportant. <laughs> Trivial and unimportant. We have total recall. Anything useful? Like me. Who was that guy that wore the white sunglasses? See, I know what's lame about him, but not his name. <laughs> Sad but true. Yeah. For both of us. Yeah. Yes. It's an affliction we share. We'll be wrapping up this episode with a bunch of feedback we received and soliciting what should our next MMO tour be. And... Then, probably after that, we'll let you know exactly what that game is going to be. That was my drum roll for the final decision. It's the final countdown. (laughs) Now, don't be misled. That does not mean that our next Monday game night is going to be a brand new game. We still have one more side quest to go. Yes. The next game that we're going to be committing to, that's actually going to start over on August 5th, which is next week from the 29th, if you're listening to this on Monday, the 29th of July. The subsequent week will be when we start our new tour. Before that, we will have another side quest game, 
which we will decide on the fly as we record yeah, what we'll, that will be. We'll tweet it out or something. Yeah. With the tw- the Twitter, we'll tweet it out to the Twitter sphere. Yeah, and if you've requested to be emailed about it, we should probably we will we will have an email to you as well. We shall consider such a thing. <laughs> if you want to be notified about such things, email us at mail M-A-I-L. at channelmaster.com. Also, if you want to just keep in touch with our regular comings and goings, our announcements, what our next game is going to be, what I had for lunch. Oh, sorry, talked over you. Twitter's for that. Yes. Mark is at COMarkM. Yep. I am at This Is Noah. And our official Twitter is at Channel Massive. We also have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Channel Massive. We'd love to hear from you on any of those. And feel free to give us a review on iTunes, too, if you like the show. Yeah, please do. We we love to hear from you. Yeah. Now, with all that introduction out of the way, let's get into this news. So... Our first article of information, our wonderful story. Got to start with the big one. Steam could be heading to court over pre-owned games lawsuit later this year. Um, so yeah, it turns out that Germany thinks that Steam is doing people wrong. Now Germany has strong opinions about gaming, as we all know. Blood should be green. Yes. And there should be no references to Nazis. Ever. It never happened. Did not happen which I still think they're behind the fifth column disappearing in City of Heroes, and I'm still bitter about it. <laughs> of course, they did come back later. They did, with a different name. With a, well, yeah, they came back. Oh, what were they called? But then they, they did finally bring them back right before the Truly game, became the fifth column again. Before yeah. they were destroyed. And um, we blame it on the Germans, even though it probably wasn't. Um, them. <laughs> What is the name of this group? The, it's a federation. The Federation of German Consumer Organizations. It's like the Trade Federation from Star Wars. It is. Mostly they use robots to fight their wars that are really stupid and say things like, Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. So this goes all the way back to September of last year, where this federation, Trade federation. sent a cease and desist order, a cease and desist order to Valve after Valve updated its end-user license agreement and saying that nobody can submit or file class-action lawsuits against Valve. And Valve wasn't the first company to do this. Microsoft did it. Sony did it. Lots of other video game companies did it after they became... Common? Well, yeah. Sued, and they had to pay out in class-action lawsuits. And after that happened... I am working on mine now. You are? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But that's not necessarily exactly what this federation is taking Valve to court for. They want to take Valve to court over the ability for users to have... They want to take Valve to court because Valve does not allow users to resell the games that they've purchased digitally through Valve. Terms of service don't allow it. Class action lawsuits don't allow you to contest otherwise. Germany's mad. Germany's mad, and we all know that when Germany gets mad, bad things happen. (laughs) Now, what I'm surprised about is they're not fighting a war on two fronts right now. (laughs) They're only going, as far as I know, after Steam. What they need to do is find another software company so they can split their efforts, because historically it's worked well for them. (laughs) Or not. I, I, I can't imagine that even if Germany gets its way, that this will really have a a waterfall or domino effect around the world. Yeah. But this topic 
will need to be addressed at some point, I feel, in the future. I don't think Germany's going to be the place to sort it out. And I wouldn't be surprised if Valve said, you know what, we don't need you, Germany. No more Steam. Yeah, it would be kind of funny if they did that. And, you know, conversely, if if, if perhaps Germany were to team up with Japan and Italy, <laughs> <laughs> form like an axis of aggravated anger aimed, aimed at this, uh, you know, ELA agreement. I don't know. That might be a stretch, though. It's not like that's ever happened before with those three. So It'd be strange. You know, they're kind of far apart. It doesn't make the most sense tactically. <laughs> but who knows? They <laughs> might do something like yeah, that. Yeah, I just can't imagine that they would ever do anything quite like that. <laughs> would be really weird would be if like Russia like started to side with slowly side with Valve. <laughs> and then at the very end if like the United States came in on Valve's side, you know, right after like everything was almost all done and they came in, <laughs> they would swoop and in and said, "Yeah, we're, we gonna, we're here to kick some ass and take some names and chew some bubble gum. Yeah. So. It's an interesting scenario, but highly unlikely. <laughs> yeah, there's no precedent <laughs> for that. <laughs> you found a comment that you thought was pretty funny in response to this story. I did, yeah. Um, it, was, it was just, I always love comments for stories because they're so fun, but I found this interesting um, and funny. It was one person very seriously wrote I plan on leaving my Steam account for my kids it'll be a digital family heirloom hopefully one day they'll want to sit down and play the same games their dad did from that perspective I don't see my, see my Steam collection as ever becoming <laughs> you misspelled ever uh, becoming truly worthless so that's I mean that's sweet and cool and all <laughs> but it's like will Steam be will Valve be around I mean I mean, that's something I've always wondered. It's a really wondered. big question. As I, as I, you know, have hit, like, I think I have 248 Steam games, and I have a ton of good old games games, and I have that one EA game that shall remain nameless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know what landed. that game is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just wonder, well, what would happen if they were gone? You can't have a class action lawsuit against them if they shut down. True. I mean... And there's some people who have optimistically claimed that if Steam ever had to go that route or something were to happen, they, would just, they have a plan to allow you to get your copies downloaded one last time and you can play them into perpetuity. They call it Preparation H. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. That would be that would be really the nice thing to do, would just be, you know, unlock everything and all be that. Be very generous. Yeah. But it would make sense. Yeah. It, it is a cool idea to have, like, a digital family heirloom i mean i'm I'm certainly doing that with like um pictures and and home movies whereas before you had picture books and you literally you know that crazy eight millimeter stuff you know now it's all digital i mean since my kids were born it was all digital it was the thing that made the most sense kodak has come and gone since my kids were born yeah um and so i i hope to leave them behind a digital heirloom of sorts with that stuff and, um, you know, it's like the first thing I back up when I do my backups is all that. You know, I do offline backups and everything. So I guess it makes some sense, really, you know. I can't imagine what games and entertainment will be like 40 years from now. Yeah. Because Maybe Oasis will be real by then. Not, yeah. Not the band that wants to be the Beatles, but the uh, 
the our, the uh, virtual world from Ready Player One, where everybody just sort of built their own games. Everything started to just move to Oasis for digital uh, representation, I guess, sort of. It was like yeah. kind of like the 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 be all end all of entertainment, learning, living, alternate living, whatever it was like it. Yeah. So it, maybe there will be a common platform that we adapt everything to and, and it lives there. Database. And we then? restore the data. I don't know. But anyway, I thought that was kind of, it seemed naive at first. And then the more I thought about it, it got kind of, made me kind of sad. But it's like, what happens to your massive gaming collection? Well, and will there be hardware that's compatible with it? Yeah, well, it just, will you just emulate it like, you know, we do yeah. with everything else? I mean, will we have keyboards and mice? <laughs> Let me fire up my, my, you know, Intel i7 sim- simulator and see what I can play on this. But, oh, it's too fast. You know, it'll be cool, though. So. Or to have hologram keyboards and mice yeah. or something. Some it'll kind be of... like any, any film ever with Tom Cruise in it. And it'll have an <laughs> interface. Or, or any of those CSI TV shows where they're, oh, yeah. they have this 3D holographic interface that doesn't exist. And they're just doing going through the crime scene and... Bones has that, I remember. Oh, God, it's so stupid. <laughs> oh, well. Well, we slightly wandered away from the real story, but... Yeah, digital goods resells. resales. Germany. The first verdicts will come in from Germany. Germania. And who knows what will happen after that. I don't know, but I bet the words will have will be very large and have lots of Zs in them. <laughs> Now, speaking of foreign countries up in Canada... <laughs> Canada, we call it... Or, you know what we call it? We call it our... our it's like a wild game preserve for the U.S. when we overpopulate. <laughs> we'll just, you know, kind of move in. And Canadians are cordial folks. They'll be like, hey, man, what you doing, eh? And we'll be like, yeah, we're, we're taking over, eh? And you, we like your hockey, and uh, we're going to move in. So, to all Canadians listening, Hugh... Well, Scottish Canadians... <laughs> We're just kidding. We won't. We won't be dominating you soon. There is no secret plan <laughs> that we are that I am aware of, <laughs> and we currently assisting the United States government with in developing. It starts with your weather. I, honestly, we're not doing that. We won't be dominating you soon. Soon, <laughs> within the year, we will not. There will be no invasion. We can guarantee you that much. Right. Beyond that, I'm not so sure. There are no psychotropic drugs in your water supply right now. <laughs> Do not fear. Actually, we wanted to talk about Eidos Montreal. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I, I got a little confused. Which was founded in 2007, and one of the founders was Stéphane Dastus, and... After six years, he's decided he's hitting the road. Hitting the bricks. <laughs> As they say up in French Canada, hitting the bricks. <laughs> yeah. He's quitting because he just doesn't have any faith in his parent company, Square Enix. To quote him directly, he said, Since last year's financial shortcoming performance of Square Enix Europe, we, HQ London and GM Eidos Montreal, have had growing and divergent opinions on what needed to be done to correct the situation. In other words, he thinks they're all fucked up in the head. Yeah. The lack of leadership, lack of courage, and the lack of communication were so evident 
that I wasn't able to conduct my job correctly. I realized that our differences were irreconcilable and that the best decision was unfortunately to part ways. Speaking of irreconcilable differences. <laughs> That's it. That's the final straw. I quit. <laughs> I am done with this bullshit. I'm going to go stomp up those stairs. Yeah. You You're going to hear me going. You go hit You go hit the bricks, too. <laughs> hit the trail. Speaking of hitting the bricks, I'm going to hit those stairs. Yeah. You just go, and you don't look back. <laughs> I'll just play some sad songs that remind, remind me of the good times we had. <laughs> I'll, I'll start out with... Uh, Hmm. I don't know. Can't think of any sad songs. <laughs> so if you're not familiar, or if it doesn't immediately come to your mind, what Eidos Montreal was familiar, were responsible for, most recently, it was Deus Ex Human Revolution, and prior to that, Deus Ex The Fall. Games that were well-reviewed, I don't know if they, they didn't perform according to Square Enix's expectations, but then... No games performed to Square Enix's expectations, including the recent Tomb Raider, which sold over, I think, a million units, but was a disappointment. As was Hitman, Absolution. Oh, yeah. Lots of failures everywhere. Well, after Final Fantasy XI, it just all was downhill. And then doubly so after Final Fantasy XIV, which they're doing the longest relaunch on Earth of. They lost me after... Well, they never had me, but if they had theoretically had me... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 11 would have been the breaker, the deal breaker right there. I have this new friend at work who was obsessed with Final Fantasy 11. That was his introduction to MMOs. Oh, God. He loved it. It was oh. the only MMO that he needed until his friend said, well, you know, you really like Blizzard games a lot. You like StarCraft and WarCraft. You should try World of WarCraft. And World of WarCraft is the only other MMO that he likes, but he still thinks Final Fantasy 11 is... Like, a master stroke. Do you like those like uh, thirty minute long boss fights that we used to talk about? Or one, no, one was like multiple hours. For oh one yeah, boss. it was like five or six hours. Yeah. Well, I think he was in college when he was playing it, and uh, that is just the perfect time yeah. to play a game that's a time sink. It's like he it was. It's though. So, yeah. I think I've got it. The first MMO you play is like it's like when a baby bird is born and the first thing it sees it's imprinted on and thinks it's their mommy. I think Mm -hmm. MMOs, the first one you play, unless it's terrible or totally terrible, you're like, this is the standard by which all else shall be judged. Well, for me, that was EverQuest. But not really. I mean, you didn't play it. No. Really, it was City of Heroes for you. City of Heroes was the first one that I actually played and I enjoyed. Yeah. For me, it was Ultima Online and... uh, I I think I might have had Stockholm Syndrome. I don't know. But anyway, it's too bad that that they lack courage. Yeah, and I, I like Dostus's biting final comment saying in an interview with Polygon that Square Enix, quote, has some things to learn about how to sell their games. Wow. Ooh, bird. Burned, bridge burned too. Yeah. <laughs> now, if if you're interested in more in, in, in information about Square Enix and things and the crazy ass names they come up with, you can go to um, the dash pause dash button dot com and run the Square Enix generator and come up with some really good names for a game like Front Mission Status Quo View colon uh, Red Alert. I get 
Front mission unborn Vinny Vidi Vici colon in secundus. Oh, I got one. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Yom Kippur Pie. <laughs> I mean Yom Kippur Pie. Sorry. Let's see. I have Kingdom Hearts Pythagorean Theorem Quad. Oh, here's a good one. Why not colon front mission flux exponential? <laughs> <laughs> okay, one more for me. Parasite Eve Viagra Reboost Seek Stunty Boost Colon Assignment <laughs> This one's This one's <laughs> So ridiculous It's gonna surely be a new one Kingdom Hearts Status Quo Capsicum Colon Brought to you by Chrysler <laughs> I can't nice. wait to play that one That's yeah. gonna rock Corporate sponsorship Always takes games To the next oh, level Oh yeah Definitely we can relive great moments in gaming with such stellar Chrysler models as the LeBaron. The <laughs> Didn't they have one called like a C? Oh, the Sebring. We can have the convertible Chrysler Sebring. Sebring. Yeah. yeah. Now, speaking of bulletproof corporate sponsorship, NCSoft is helping fund a new game company, a new online game company that is being founded by former Blizzard Relic and Sony Online Entertainment developers. Oh my gosh, they're shooting straight for AAA online gaming. Yeah, and it's a multi-million dollar investment. Multi-million dollar. From NCSoft. So, do you, do, you, do you want to take a guess as to what the game will be? I'm going to guess that Molten Games' first game that's going to be free-to-play and it's going to set a high bar... And it's going to be awesome and online. It's going to be a MOBA. I think you're right. NCSoft has got to be looking at Riot Games and Tencent and all these other wannabe MOBAs out there. Valve, which doesn't have a wannabe MOBA. Dota 2 is very loved right now. Loved with very curious caveats. Uh, Like every review I've read for Dota 2 has said, the community will crush you, or it's completely unforgiving, or it's totally ruthless, it's completely mean, it's very difficult to play, it's hard to get into, but it's great. It was the best ten seconds of my life. <laughs> so yeah, I think that NCSoft wants to get in on the MOBA mania, and they're like, we've got the perfect ingredients, we've got Blizzard, Sony Online Entertainment, and Relic, how can they go wrong? That that story had a couple of comments, one of which was, oh my gosh, do you think it'll be City of Heroes 2? <laughs> and, and then that started like a landslide of, I loved that game, that was great, why did they close it down? Why? Why? Now, if you were to take the comments at face value, the company's apparently making something that you've never heard of. NCSoft CEO Take Jean Kim said... They're setting the bar high for themselves with a strong desire to shake up the online gaming space by creating something new and unique in our industry. Mm-hmm. It will be a single corridor mobile. <laughs> not with three to confuse. All the action will be along one corridor. Something we have not seen since, well, Unreal Tournament. But still. <laughs> and you know what? We've, we've had this show before. If we were doing, If we were talking about this four years ago... It wouldn't be that they were making a MOBA, it would be that they were making an MMO. Right. But because no. that was the total craze four years ago. Right. Everybody had to make an MMO. MOBAs are the new darling. I, I I can't believe that, though. I mean, some of them are just so derivative. It's just... Yeah. It's a, I think it's kind of like 
the FPS genre, which has gotten a little bit locked down thanks to the success of Call of Duty and yeah. Battlefield and Halo, there's, I, I just don't feel like a lot of developers out there either know how to innovate or feel that they can innovate successfully and do something different. It's like there's the recipe, the formula has been so refined right. that it's unusual to find an FPS game that's truly unique. Usually you have to, if you want to see something unique, you're seeing a an FPS puzzler like Portal. Right, which was unique. That was, yeah, it was really unique. And hilarious, too, and fun. But, yeah, you're right. I, but I, I think people still feel MOBAs are almost new enough that they can do something a little bit different with them. Yeah. Add a twist that doesn't exist. We'll use superheroes. Yeah. From DC. We'll use characters from Lord of the Rings. Yes. We'll do a complete touch interface on iPads. It'll be iPads with only three heroes in each team. And latency in the 800s. <laughs> Should be great. That would be a unique twist. That would be a unique twist. <laughs> you simply make your move, wait until tomorrow, and see what happens. <laughs> um, but you mentioned that some people were hopeful that Molten was working on City of Heroes. Yeah. But we don't need Molten to work on City of Heroes. Because Missing Worlds Media is launching a Kickstarter um, in support of the Phoenix Project, the spiritual successor to superhero MMO City of Heroes. And that is going to be launched on September 8th, so it's coming up. Are you going to support this Kickstarter campaign? I don't know. I'm going to read about it some more. I mean, the last story we covered was where... There was two competing there teams two working competing on it. teams, and they were split, and both sides sounded kind of wishy-washy to me, and mm-hmm. neither one seemed to be taking the high road in particularly. They say they've got this thing like 20% complete, or, well, it's like a quarter to a third, but 20% of the gamer's code is done. I think they're using the Unreal um, Engine. or the, Yeah, that's right, isn't it? The uh, Epic's... Yeah. Uh, Unreal Engine, yep. Um, and and I guess that um, Epic's being pretty cool about their licensing right now. Which Not I, even charging them, wow. Yeah, I think that that's something. Oh, maybe that's the UDK that you normally get for free, and then you, if you sell a bunch, you get charged. But um, maybe that's the same thing. I don't know. I. I don't know. I just want to read up about it more before I do a Kickstarter for this one. I just. I've seen these like community-based um, efforts to create really good MMOs, and um, there was one forever that was going to be kind of like the spiritual successor for Ultima Online, even though Ultima Online was still on, you know, ongoing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just changed direction so many times, and so many people were like lively for like a week and then would disappear. Well, that's an exaggeration. Maybe a month or two, and then they would just be gone. <laughs> And, you know, I guess they have, like, around 120 or 150 people working on this. Is, but it's all volunteer, spare time kind of stuff. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, this sounds really bad, but I don't know that any of them have, like, a portfolio or, a, you know, have ever, have ever really have experience other than being fans and game players, which sounds really callous and stuff but I don't know it's usually a Kickstarter that's successful has 
people who have been in the industry have achieved They're a lot veterans. of things, mm-hmm. or maybe it's like it's a ser- it's a spiritual successor, but to something that the people working on the spiritual successor were actually involved in from a development point of yeah. view. And this is totally different. So yeah, I'm gonna keep my but eye on it. This team is admittedly they're made up of students and grad students there's a lot of those on there and it's difficult to juggle that kind of stuff to juggle getting your college education with starting a game company creating an mmo from scratch from scratch i mean and and we also know that there's been a lot of drama involved with this with the whole splitting and everything originally it was a bigger team that's now split into two different teams i hate to say it but city of heroes almost has a martyr like quality to it it's like the minute we it was announced it was shutting down, like everybody's nostalgia started to repaint it as like the greatest thing ever. So <laughs> yeah, which well, I remember you felt that way about Asheron's Call too, and then yeah. you went back to try it. And you're like, and I was like, oh god, now I remember why I don't play it anymore. <laughs> but um, you know, even before the end, I still was logging to City of Heroes, and and even though the graphics were dated and everything, there were just things about it that I just loved, you know. And, yeah. You just I endearing just tra- traits. Yeah, really endearing, and just like the the lore. I knew the lore from all of our time playing it together yeah. and stuff. And so, I mean, this obviously won't have that lore. It'll have something similar. It's you know going to be really heavy. They're saying they're going to putting a lot of time into the character creator. It seems like that's the thing they're putting the most effort into because they think that that's the biggest selling point. Certainly, that's what sold um, Jim from Channel. Oh Massive. yeah. And uh, I don't know if it sold you. I loved it. I spent a lot of time in the character creator. I, you know, I did. I was always smelting because I ran out of character slots and stuff. So, um, smelting being, of course, the act of destroying a character to remake that character or replacement, and then going, no, I'm still not satisfied, and doing it again and again and again and again. But leveling up those characters too in between—that's yeah. what was surprising. Yeah, get them up to a high level. No, it will not do. It's fatally <laughs> flawed. But yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see how it goes. As far as the character creators concerned, they already have some numbers to report on that. There are 18 different areas, quote unquote, or customizable spots on a on your character or your avatar, and they're the team is aiming to have at least 20 different options for each of those 18 areas. Wow! So maybe that's eyes, hairstyle, beard, shoes, shoes, yeah, Leggings. shirt, gloves, boots, belt. Yeah, so that that could be really cool. And then the other thing that's a little bit novel about it is instead of running around and talking to people to get quests, there's a lead system. So you're kind yeah. of like hunting down jobs. So you find clues that could or could not lead into other clues that lead into objectives. And you kind of research this and you discover it and then decide if you want to pursue it versus someone telling you, you need to go and do X. Right. Which is kind of interesting. I always like it when MMOs try to do something different with the traditional quest structure because they feel there's got to be more than one really good way to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that'll be cool to see how they pull it off. Right? Um, but still, you're still in a wait-and-see perspective. I am. There's just been too many hijinks involved with this one. I, I just I just don't have a comfort level with it. Like, I mean, what was the last one I funded was, or crowdsourced was like, Oh gosh, oh, it was a Mark Jacobs one probably. Which now, now I wonder. What the Dark Age of Camelot one? Yeah, no, I did one after that though. I've done like Star Citizen, the the 
Camelot Unchained. Camelot Unchained. The Wasteland 2. I have to look it up. I can't remember. Hmm. Oh, um, the Lord British, the Shroud of the Avatar. Oh, Shroud of the, the Avatar. Yeah. That one, there was just no way I could not. Well, so far, the gameplay videos that they've shown, everything looks promising. Yeah, and they use I don't know. Unity. Did you watch that video I sent you? Um, no, I never watched. I'm gonna oh, have to watch that. You need to. But That's pretty cool. They're using Unity and they're investing in the and not only in Unity, not only in Unity. Unity, the game development um, yeah. system, but also in assets for for Unity, they're actually commissioning things that people can then who who produce it can then resell in the yeah. asset store. And the gameplay really cool. video actually shows you that they show they have some objects in the game world that were actually generated for free by some fan. That's it's like cool. you need this, you need this, you need this, and originally they were using default art, and they've been swapping it out with fan generated stuff. It's really cool. It's pretty good. It's a cool way to go. Well. So Good. speaking of Kickstarter, would wow. you be interested in funding the spiritual successor to Syndicate? You know, I thought about that. I've, I, you know, no, I don't <laughs> think so. I just don't think you can recreate Syndicate um, and make it, and I, I don't think it'll hold up. Yeah. I know they did that FPS variant that wasn't hugely successful. Apparently it was, some people liked it and then it didn't get really good reviews, though it didn't sell very well. Yeah. I I just don't think that that whole that game style holds up. I mean, because it was co-op, but now I mean the bar has been raised so high for co-op stuff, like you know Dead um, Dead Island and or, or Left for Dead. I mean, uh, not Dead Island, but Left for Dead and and all these other games that they've added co-op to by design as as opposed to ones where they're tacking it on at the end. Yeah. I mean that was the biggest part of Syndicate was the four-person co-op. Yeah. And and you know it was like an isometric really small I mean you everything was tiny on the screen. Mm-hmm. I just don't see that as being um sustainable after we've played like Torchlight 2 together and all these other games where it's Ugh. just so well done. Now that's an example of a group of people spinning off with genuine experience and a type of game that being Diablo yeah. and making a spiritual successor Torchlight and kicking ass at it because they have the experience. Unlike, right. not to belittle them, but the City of Heroes spiritual successor, successor fans yep. are chasing a dream. That's it's a much steeper hill for them to go up. Oh, it's like I say too. I think because you can't really compare anything now to City of Heroes because it's down. Yeah. People are going to remember it as way better than it was, no matter what you do. So. But for this game, yeah, I'm I'm not. I suppose if it was basically like a a dark sci-fi Torchlight two, I could maybe see that. But if it's if it's the basic system that made Syndicate good, I think I'd rather just play Syndicate. <laughs> what about you? Are you? Well, I've never played Syndicate, but I love the idea of the premise that there's this world that's controlled by corporations. You're working for one corporation or the other, trying to sabotage one. And I think that the cyberpunk flavor of things is just on the swing back into being very popular and exciting, mm-hmm. especially since we've got Project CD Project Red working on a cyberpunk RPG. Oh, yeah. Shadowrun Returns just launched. And then from, what is this group? Five Live Studios, which is in Brisbane, Australia. They're creating what's called Satellite Rain, and that's this spiritual successor it's it's labeled on the kickstarter page as 
from the creator of Syndicate Wars. So was that a spinoff? I thought I can't I'm not remember. sure, yeah. but it's a real-time class-based strategy game. So an RTS set in an open-world cyberpunk city. For marketing terms, that sounds really great. It's sci-fi. It's cyberpunk. Yeah, lots of real-time strategy, open-world real-time strategy. That's kind of yeah, that's different. Strange, but yeah, it's it sounds cool. I mean, let's read the bold text. Uh, distinct and unique abilities, fully simulated. Living Cyberpunk City, emerging gameplay, tools and freedom to play how you want to play. You can either destroy your enemies head-on or hack into their facilities and manipulate their infrastructure without them ever knowing you were there. Take down enemies with brute force, with espionage and infiltration, or use propaganda to influence citizens. Sweet. That stuff all sounds really cool, but... Yeah. Well, maybe. I mean, I could be wrong. I just I, I feel know. like it's destined for... The artwork looks cool. They are Australians, though, so you never know. They could pull it out. They could. But, yeah, it's... Get those didgeridoos going to give them the... Powered by some... Unity. Oh, hey, there's a plus for it. Yeah, so... Yeah. Well, we'll see. We will see. Listeners, if I, there's anybody out there who's going to... I'm actually to more inclined to do that one than the City of Heroes one. <laughs> well, yeah. If I were going to pick between those two, I'd probably go with one with... The yeah. genuine game developers, much as I would love to see both projects succeed. Yeah. This one seems like a safer investment from an investment perspective. I, I feel really lame saying all that stuff to you. I, I, you know. You're just a bastard, Merc. <laughs> Mother effer. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of this Kickstarter land and get over to it. Just a news flip I wanted to mention. Electronic Arts and Bioware have confirmed that even though Dragon Age 3, which is called Dragon Age Inquisition. It's kind of like a, a new, fresh start for the Dragon Age RPG series. It's not going to be anything like Dragon Age 2. It's probably going to be more like Dragon Age 1. And even though the Dragon Age 1 and 2 are pretty different games from an ar- from a, a literal perspective, your decisions in those will carry over into Dragon Age Inquisition. You know, I, I really feel like that is just grasping at straws. You think it's just window dressing lip service? Yeah. I why? Mean, why is it that? I don't know. I just I can't remember any decisions in Dragon Age Two, at least that were that um, impactful, or where I just didn't feel like I was being steered towards what I did. Dragon Age One, I suppose, a little there was a little more freedom, but even then, I just I just don't see how that applies. I in Mass Effect, it was very true. Yeah, and that kind of ties back to my reaction to this headline. Is like, oh goodness. I still need to play these Dragon Age games. Yeah, and I could be wrong. I'm just—it's been so long since I played them. I just don't remember making any decisions that were like mind-blowing and really affecting the game's yeah. story or direction. Yeah. Well, either way, I know that you frequently say it's one of your favorite RPGs of all time. That part I'm excited about. The actual game, yeah. Yeah. Um, what a great title, Inquisition. Yeah. No less. And it just takes me back to when Mass Effect 3 came out, and I knew that I possessed Mass Effect 1 and 2. Both of the prequels had not played them. I'm like, I've got to complete the trilogy. I've got to get Mass Effect 3. This is almost Steam sale-like. Oh, yeah. It was just acquisition for the sake of acquisition. But when that third one came out and there was all that controversy over it, I'm like, I've got to play these games. And I powered through all three of them. And I feel like I'm having a moment where I'm reliving that sensation <laughs> where it's like, Dragon Age. third game's coming out. Now that there's three, I'm going to play all of them at once. Got to do it. Bioware makes some just great games. So, And I have the games. Oh, yeah. I just 
need to play them. Just gotta play them. They're fun. Yeah. Well, at least I have the first one. Yeah. Well, the first one in its expansion pack. I don't have Dragon Age 2. Dragon Age 2 looks a lot better than one, but um, I don't know. Not yeah. quite as... I will be reporting back on my experience. Yes, we must, we must know. And another game that we have told listeners repeatedly about and played with some of you in is Torchlight 2, which we are happy to report. Quick headline from them. They have managed to sell 2 million copies of the game since it released. That's just great. What they do is they sold like 1 million of the first one, I think. So, so they they got 3 million. Improved by 100%. Yeah. So yeah, and the game hasn't even been out a year yet. It launched in September 2012, and as you may recall, it launched at a $20 price point, which I'm sure has a lot to do with its success. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the game has... You get a at lot least, for 20 bucks. You that. so do. Yeah. Yeah, the original Torchlight has only sold 1 million copies to date. Wow. So this game, in just nine months, has doubled on the original, on its predecessor's success. And the original Torchlight's been out for like three or four years, right? Yeah, I think so. The key difference between those two games, I think, is that the first one was single player only. Right. Whereas the second one allowed for like up to six people to play at once. And it works really well, too. Oh, yeah. Scales went really well for difficulty and just so fun. And just goes to show not every game has to be free to play. It's true. You can be successful, wildly successful, even with a 20 buck game. Yeah. And it's very good. It's so weird how it launched, you know, on the heels of Diablo 3, and everybody said, oh, this is what they were trying to do with Diablo 3. <laughs> now we get it. It is possible. Now, do you think that the next Fear game will sell that many copies? I don't know. Have you played those games? I, I tried playing the first one. I tried playing the first one. My dad was quite a fan of them. I think he played through all of them. And it just never really picked up on me. I, I felt like the whole little girl with stringy black hair thing was cliched and played out when the first game came out. Yeah. Thanks An to Annie or The Ring. Her name. Yeah, it was very ringish. And yeah. I read about the mythology. The mythology of the games were really convoluted. Then there was the crap of the sequel that couldn't have the name Fear in it, but then it could. And it was oh, I remember that Fear Origins. And they released Fear Three, where they changed the E to a three. And just from a marketing perspective, I was annoyed by all that stuff. At least they didn't call it Fright. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out. But in case you are a long-term fan of the game series the next one will not necessarily be what you expect it's going to be completely free to play and it's in development by a korean studio yeah. versus the other studios who previously worked on the the prequels that's interesting i'm sure there's competitive gameplay in there somewhere it's an esport <laughs> well it actually is gonna it's gonna feature cooperative missions with scary scenarios and the co-op missions support up to four people. So that could be kind of cool. That's cool. But yeah, they keep dragging out and making even more of a rat nest the story of that stringy haired, <laughs> stringy black haired girl. Because right. that's what this game is. It's going to uh, continue the story of Alma Wade. She's going to be hunting my nightmares tonight, I'm sure. I don't know if I want to try it. I feel like the game franchise just kind of 
Yeah, I, I'm not, the ship has sailed. We'll need to see some really amazing stories on how it plays to to want to dig into that. Mm-hmm. And speaking of amazing stories, Zynga continues Zynga the reinvention of themselves through CEO replacement and marketing slogans. Um, but they lost 15.2 million in Q2, and I'm sure you're crying about that one, huh, Noah? I'm not. No one is. I feel bad about the people who got laid off, lost their jobs, the studios that were bought out and then closed down. But yeah, there's a problem at the root of this company. There, it is. It's their leadership. I think if they could just get get rid of that. Oh well, well they did though. They, they did. Got rid of Mark. Although they hired still... a doppelganger that was larger than the original. <laughs> Right, and in the picture where they stand next to the, each other, one of the comment first off, they look identical, but one of the commenters said that um, Mark looks like Dawn's hand puppet, which is just a really, really funny. It's so true. It's like he started up a ventriloquist stick, and you know the old ventriloquist that where they had a dummy that looked like themselves. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they look like. If it's he strange. parted his hair the exact same way, it'd be Yeah, they both better. have the wannabe teenager comb-forward yep. hairstyles. I have bangs. I'm a teenager. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I, it's good that they found each other, these long-lost brothers um, <laughs> from different mothers. But still. And Matrix revealed his plans for how he's going to turn Zynga around, right? His evil plans, yes. At, la- at last he can reveal himself to the Jedi. Um, <laughs> yeah. So... You know they've had declines in the number and the number of daily active users that play their games. Um, last year they had 72 million daily users in their second quarter. This year just 39 million, a 45% drop. But they are okay. He is excited and 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 amazingly upbeat about their future. And here is his wonderful statement, which is surely not right out of some kind of how to be an executive and use big words you don't understand handbook. The next few years will be a time of phenomenal growth in our space, and Zynga has incredible assets to take advantage of the market opportunity, said Matrix. To do that, we need to get back to basics. Well, there's a buzzword bingo <laughs> phrase. And take a longer-term view on our products and business. Develop more efficient processes and tighten up execution all across the company. We have a lot of hard work in front of us, and as we reset, we expect to see more volatility in our business than we would like over the next two to four quarters. I'm privileged to lead Zynga, and I look forward to spending more time with our players, employees, and shareholders. If he had just said he was going to reach out to someone, it would have been perfect. <laughs> um, so that's it. With a slogan and a few buzzwords, he has single-handedly turned the company around. They they will surely start celebrating success in their next quarterly earnings review. Um, one commenter pointed out that, well, while they're down, what was it, 15.8 million, it might be due somewhat to the like signing bonus he got of 19 million for joining. But yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just here's the six titles they released during the quarter: Hidden Shadows, War of the Fallen, Draw Something to. Battlestones, Solstice Arena, and Running with Friends, which would be really cool if that was called Running with Scissors. But um, 
they've also began implementing its, their restructuring plan that will eliminate 520 jobs. So there's pure growth right there. You get rid of the 520 slackers, and there's nothing but upside. I mean, while they will be so bullish on, on the market, I mean, it's going to be... I am just excited to see this little company really finally get what they deserve. Or wait, maybe... Just get what they deserve. I don't know. I liked how an analyst asked them, or asked Metric, he's like, well, shoot, if you're doing these layoffs, why don't you just shrink your company down from 2,300 down to the size of King, the company behind Candy Crush Saga? There are only <laughs> 400 people, and they've made a kick-ass, hugely popular game. Right, right. And his response is like, well, yeah, but I'd love to see what we can do with our 2,300 people as compared to their 400 people. And I'm thinking, what, and copying Candy Crush Saga? Yes. We will call it Sweet Tail. Sweet, not Crush, Sweet Huggy Tail or something like that. I don't know. Sweet Squeeze. Sweet, yeah, Sweet Squeeze Tail. (laughs) Tail. (laughs) Squeeze. I don't know. Epic. 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 We need, we need to make our uh, Zynga knockoff game title generator. Yeah, simply enter the name of the game you would like copied, and we will create a new title for you. We're using thesaurus powers. They'd probably start to use it, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, all the, all the hits are coming from Zynga, oh my god. Well, and I just, I know it sounds really cynical, but that's been Zynga's mode of operations, is either buy or copy whatever happens to be the big hits, and King... Happens to be cranking out a lot of really good games on Facebook. Of course, led by Candy Crush Saga. But I actually went and checked out some more of their games over on Facebook. And they have several that are really cool. Yeah. Granted, they are knockoffs of other similar things. Because what? Candy Crush is a Bejeweled knockoff. Right. And then they have Papa Pear, which is a Peggle knockoff. And they have a Farm Hero Saga. That's another one that I actually like. That's another Match 3 game. But they're really well done. Hmm. Well, maybe they'll... And I'm sure they will provide plenty of inspiration for, for Zynga. Zynga. Maybe they'll just beat Zynga at their own game. Pardon the pun. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Final story. Microsoft. Indies. We've decided, we Microsoft have decided, that Indies can now self-publish. What we said before was misinterpreted by the general public and indie game developers and publishers alike. What we meant to say by saying, you know, put on your big boy pants and find a real publisher, what we meant to say was, sure, you can self-publish. And you know what? Any Xbox One system can be used as a dev kit, which that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, the PS4 dev kits can range anywhere from 1000 to three thousand dollars yeah so if that's really true that's cool makes sense the indies can now self-publish i thought they were going in a a good direction with their indie support anyway so sony was microsoft not so much well i guess what i'm saying is i some of the first indie games i really came to like were in the xbox arcade yeah yeah. So, but yeah, certainly they're not as they've not been as friendly as Sony towards it, and none, no one's been as friendly as uh, Steam. So, or so yeah. But uh, but I really like the there is a catch to <laughs> it. There's a catch that yeah that decision has been reversed, but when further detailed, Microsoft 
kind of said, it'll be there in the first year. <laughs> it's going to roll out in a phased approach. A phased approach. It won't all be there at launch. We're not sure we can answer your question because we have to consult with Steve Ballmer for everything from now on. Um, directly. Because everyone in the company now reports to him because of our colossal mistakes. That doesn't mean that he doesn't have faith in us. It just means that he considers us all morons. And he has faith that we will remain morons, so he does have faith in us. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That, that is a bit of a catch. Oh, yeah, he calls it, he says it's, it's a vision. We will test the waters, <laughs> so to speak. He says, uh, uh, it won't, it's a vision, it's how we architecture the system, but it won't all be there at launch. Think about it in that first year. <laughs> and then he can, also, the another question is, and rightfully so, a lot of indies have said, great, that's good, you've lowered some barriers to entry, that's really cool. However, we also strongly remember how You've never prominently featured any developed games, let alone ones that were published with a grassroots effort. Right. They've always been stuck into some kind of junk drawer, five screens away and buried under ads, and who knows what else. And this spokesperson, who I should have named earlier, he is Mark Witten, the corporate vice president at Xbox. He said, our intention is that there will not be an indie ghetto. I do believe in some oh, curation. Gosh. And I want the best to flow to the top, but I also want to be able to see what's trending on the surface. At the end of the day, discoverability will be driven by spotlight human curation and by usage. So spotlight being a reference to green light, which means they'll see what's working on Steam, and then that's how they'll do it. <laughs> so every, all of this, I think, unfortunately, has to be taken with a grain of salt. But... At least stating that indies don't have to find a publisher is a good step forward. Yeah, it is. Well, we'll see. And that you can use any Xbox One as a dev kit. That's that really cool. That's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. That's our news. Mark, how did our Monday game night go? Oh, it was fun. We had um, Southern Scott. We had Dan. Military Scott. And uh, Mark and Noah, of course. And I think Hilgi Scott was kind of... He was watching this He's Twitch lurking. stream. Yeah. Which was really cool. This is our first time streaming on Twitch. And I wish I'd really thought about it. It really didn't sit with me that... Excuse that. It really didn't sit with me. Or I guess it didn't really click with me that we were streaming on Twitch. And I think if I were more aware of it, I might not have said all the swear words that I did. Oh, what? I was all over the place. I yeah. I listened to just a little bit, and I was like, why won't that guy shut up? And then I realized that guy is me, and I could not stop talking. I was just like, I don't know what happened. I hope I'm not always like that, but man, it was, I was just like, shut up. I couldn't listen to it anymore. <laughs> and we had, Hugh was going to join us later, and Brian was, he, I think Brian was skeptical about joining us. But then decided, all right, I'll download it. Try to figure out how to join you. Yeah. At the last. That was fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was Military Scott's first time in the game. Yeah. I think. And we were going to kind of repay him for Planetside 2, where he gave us the walkthrough. 
Um, yeah. Well, I got like I got one, and then we had the the group one, and so it, I thought it'd be fair to kind of show him this game. He during the game said many times, "Oh man, this is like <laughs> crack. This will be bad." I can see why you. He's like, I I rescind my negative comments to you about this game. Yeah, I can see. Why I can see how this can be addictive. Yep. So that was cool. And we knew, especially with as much as rusty as some of us were, the playing against or playing with the League of Legends community, the human community would be really difficult and potentially very discouraging for military Scott, not to mention ourselves. So we only played against bots. Yeah. Now we reiterated several times that we were going to play with level one characters and who shows up as usual with a character way higher than everybody else's, but Southern Scott. Yes. He did it throughout all of Star Wars The Old Republic. I think he continued to do it in DDO. Maybe not to the no. same degree. Yeah, I think there was one time, but I think he was he laid low on that one after the... Uh, the the smackdown. The, the, the uh, <laughs> intervention we, we hosted at his house. <laughs> Just kidding. And he shows up with a level 6 character... But he was soundly outdone by your friend Dan, who the showed up 12. with a level 12 character, which is effing way too high. Right. But fortunately, since we were playing with bots... It came in kind of handy. It was okay, because really that's only an issue when you're playing with real people, and then the matchmaking yeah. gets really screwed up, because the bell curve's all messed up, and you end up not getting matched to lower people, but people that match your highest level of person. And I, I kind of like playing sometimes playing the champions I know really well with a low level account because then you don't have all the runes and you don't have oh all the like, juggling of the masteries the masteries and, and so you yeah you're not as over I mean it does make a difference it's subtle all the stuff but when you play without it you're like oh it's kind of hard to do this you know yeah it simplifies things the one yeah. catch for me was that my level one account had nothing unlocked for itself, so I was stuck playing only whatever was available for the the current week's free-to-play roster. Yeah. Unfortunately, there was a character I was kind of familiar with, and I just held on to him like a bunkie. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> that go was Graves. With... I'm like, I'm gonna play yeah. Graves. That's what I'm gonna play. Yeah, you were doing good though. I got better at it. Man, it was rough. Yeah, he. I played him a while, and he's he's kind of tough. Well, just the difference in the keyboard controls after playing MMOs for the last. Six or oh, seven yeah. months. Yeah, you're trying. And I'm so to used to WASD and not, one, two, three, four, five, six. QER and QERT. There were so many times where I was trying to fire off my ultimate, and for some reason in my mind I was thinking, well, my ultimate is two keys over for my furthest yeah. right key, and so I think I was hitting Y or U, oh, trying no, to fire off my ultimate, over. and then I wasn't used to hitting D and F yep. for my summoner spells. I was hitting F and G, no, or I was no. hitting G and H. I just kept way overextending. And then his range is so much shorter than, you know, Kogma and Sona, which you play a lot too. So yeah. You had to be way more in their face with his, his uh, whatever he has. Well, and I was, I was doing all the worst things. I was being such a bad role model for Military Scott. I was overextending. I was getting into bloodlust mode, chasing down oh. people and, and getting killed. But... Military Scott's stuck with us, and I think he started to get the hang of it. Yeah, I think so, too. I think he's starting to see why we like it. So. But we were getting our butts kicked by regular level bots 
on the main mode of the game, Summoner's Rift. And part of that was because of the selection, because I was like, I'm going to assemble the cheesiest character or champions ever. Which now I can't remember who all they were. It was like Sona and Rise and... It um, wasn't Rise. It was all the characters oh. we normally play. Oh, that's right. So it was Tristana. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, well, Tristana was really kicking our butts. Oh, she was owning everyone. And then there was Karthus. Carry. Yeah, Karthus. And Sona. Sona. Who was their carry? Did I have a Yi? No, I had... Did I have a Shin in there? I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember if you had... God, I can't remember now. Your tank. You had Garen in there, I think. Yeah, Garen was in there on the other team. Yes, of course I had Garen. My main. I'm trying to remember. And there was a fifth one that I just can't recall. Oh, was it um, Was it the one that Scott plays? Uh, oh, Malphite. Malphite, yeah. Yeah. So that turned out to be pretty tough for us. Yeah, it was... Like fighting ourselves from the past. Because Tristana, by the end of it, was just ungodly powerful. Oh, man. She had some kick-butt items. She had the the frozen mallet, which was freezing and slowing us. You could not run from her. And the bots, for being easy level, were jungling. Yeah. They were surprising us, jumping out the jungle. And it was like, what the? What's going on? I remember the original reaction for you guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They're coming out of the jungle. Wait, they're going up here. Now they're going to... (laughs) They're all surprised. And then after a while, we were playing better. We were, like, you know, announcing where we saw people going. And Dan was dropping wards after a while. And, I mean, it started to get better, but... We lost, I think, right? We did. We and it dragged out though because we it were was close. Yeah, we would kind of start making a difference. Like I would push top pretty far, but then they'd be in the base and no, wait, no, we won. Do we? We win? did win because I remember I pushed top far enough. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I kept coming back on top. Was it a Dominion when we lost? And then we won. And one? then we switched to the Dominion and we played three games of Dominion and the yeah. first two we lost. And then. And then, Finally, but yeah. it was so short and so much fun, and just grabbed military Scott. I think resonated even more with that. Yeah, because oh, you start off with a ton of gold. You can level up three abilities right off the yeah. bat, and it's just go 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 go. A little bit less about item builds and strategy and stuff. It's a little bit just more King of the Hill. Yeah, which is really if it was fun. Anyway, I had a blast. I don't know what your thoughts. Are I about. totally did too. I. Just needed that little bit of exposure after avoiding yeah. it since last December. And I've been thinking about it in the days since. And oh. I think I visited the website a couple times. And it's just like how quickly all of those addictive behaviors yeah. have come back. And it's like, I want to play it again. I almost played it last night and I didn't. I've played it a couple times since then. So it's definitely just maybe a game or so. But yeah, um, fun, really fun. And what I, I think what happened before, why it wasn't hard to leave before, is when we switched to World of Warcraft, oh, yeah. the first of our MMO tours, it was just so refreshing and so different and so well done. And we had, yeah, we had so many people to play with. And, and we had low expectations going in. We thought we were going to hate it. We were just going to be making yeah. jokes about it all the time. It was really good. So it was easy to walk away from League of Legends. Yeah. But now the time is ripe for a return. And potentially that's what we what we will be doing. A triumphant return. On Monday the 29th, but we won't let you know just that. Let's talk about a little bit further into the future. Yeah. And get into some feedback from some of our teammates, or our Monday Game Night teammates, who we've been asking for suggestions on what game we should play. Now, Southern Scott has been getting into the World of Warplanes beta. Yep. He hasn't suggested that directly, but he's been giving us some preliminary feedback on it, and I think, yeah. 
I think he wouldn't mind us trying that. Yeah. And he's also frequently mentioned Rift. That's so true. That he thought it's been pretty good. A couple of the guys have mentioned it, so. And then Hugh also wrote us an email. Yeah, that was cool of him. Because we haven't, we we did join up with him for a little bit on League of Legends. He was able to join us later in the evening, but he hasn't been with us, I think, since Secret World. I think you're right. Yeah. I think so, he tried one night to join us, and something was going on. I can't remember. Yeah. He wrote in, Hello Channel Massive, was good to grab a quick game of League of Legends the other night. Hopefully if you play again I can join for longer. I know that you guys seem to prefer Dominion, but for those newer to the game, I'd recommend the default mode Summoner's Rift. I find it much more structured and there are more defined rules for people to play within, allowing them to focus on the basics such as last hitting, ganking, and avoiding being ganked. (laughs) True enough. Also number one rule, this is my tangent. I remember Mark saying this to me, and it's just common sense, but I remember it made a difference in my League of Legends initial plays, and I should have said it while you're playing with Scott Cormack, but uh, the rule is basically don't overextend. Oh, yeah. It's worse to die than to run away and try to survive with barely any health and go back to base. Right, right. Because I think that you, I feel like you, you lose enough in the time penalty... Not to mention you give the other team a lot more golden experience by letting them kill you. That it's much more advantageous to not overextend, don't let yourself get killed, try to run away and survive. Don't try to go in for the last hit because you'll die. Yeah. And then they get an advantage. They out-level you. Yeah, and they sure can out-level you quickly. Hugh continued as, for what you should play next, I think you should make a return to World of Warcraft. I'm willing to put money on if it's anything else... You won't last the eight weeks. <laughs> you almost shouldn't have started out with Warcraft because it's become the benchmark for all other MMOs. Too true. No other fantasy-based MMO can compete. <laughs> that has been pretty damn true so far. So far, yeah. Maybe an eight-week non-RPG game is in order. He continues. Planet Side, League of Legends, Borderline, Borderlands, Minecraft. And then he says, after your Steam sale chat, I checked and I still haven't played any of the games I bought last year. <laughs> I hate that feeling. But it didn't stop me from buying seven more this year. Yes, yeah. so true. <laughs> oh, man. I, I've, I've been playing a lot of the games I got this year. I was just showing Noah Kerbal Space Program. Which was cooler than I expected. That yeah. that was pretty neat. It was pretty cool. It's really addictive. Like, if you, when you get into, like, the design mode for the rocket ships and the space planes, it's like Legos. But then that is topped by build, actually building them is topped by having them just totally screw up on the launch pad or the runway. So funny. Because it's in all different kinds of ways. You, yeah. You're never quite sure yeah. how it's going to screw up if you, it does. But it is hilarious. Yeah. Or if you forgot something that you only realized you forgot something once you took off. Or if you just press the wrong button. Like I was, <laughs> I, before I knew that C was the cockpit toggle, I would go to, um, there's like an EVA, IVA tab for, you know, in vehicle or extra vehicle and I would I hit I meant to do the I to go to the cockpit I hit E which jettisoned one of my astronauts out of the out of the canopy at like <laughs> I think I was probably going 500 meters per second at that point in time so it's really funny just the bad things that happen to these little guys and they're how, very limbing yeah. slash minion-esque yeah their attributes are too I was telling Noah the funniest part is their two prime attributes are Stupidity and courage. <laughs> they have either more of one or more of yeah, the other. Yeah, you have to find the right, strike the right 
balance between not stupid and not too courageous. <laughs> so, yeah. Pretty cool, though. But thanks for writing in, Hugh. That was, that was good stuff. So, so far we have some suggestions for Rift and World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. Or playing, I don't know about playing Planetside or Borderlands for eight weeks straight. I just don't think I can do, I could maybe do Borderlands for maybe a four three weeks. weeks or four weeks. Yeah. yeah. Borderlands 2. Oh, that might be interesting. Yeah. I just worry about Either the experience becoming too redundant, yeah, or what we have to say about it becoming too redundant. Well, I think it'd be hard to maintain a group for that period of time. Yeah, so I'd worry about that. We'd also probably have to split into multiple groups with Borderlands because it's a max of four. Yeah, we'd have to split it up, so that would be tough. I mean, somebody would have to be in the bad group. We'd probably have to split even the Skype up because it would be really annoying to hear. Like when we oh, used to yeah. do those parallel runs in uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. That was super confusing. Yeah. And not fun. And not fun. Yep. <laughs> well, it was fun, but not as fun as it would have been without the super confusion. Yeah. Hilgi also chimed in with a bunch of suggestions over Twitter. His first suggestion being the game that he's continued to play. He's not joined us in DDO. He's instead been playing Star Wars The Old Republic. He's like, that's what you should go back and play. You need to play another eight weeks of that. He likes it. I like it too, though, a lot. It is. I, I, I actually want to go back to that game, I've, no doubt I've about been it. playing it a lot, so... Yeah. Can't stop. Must stop itself. <laughs> he also said, well, what about, like, Terra or Neverwinter? And, of course, he would return to World of Warcraft if he wanted to do that, too. I don't know if we've really talked about Terra seriously. I feel like... Someone has told us, I don't know if it was were Military Scott or Southern Scott, somebody's told us that you wouldn't like that game, you'd get tired of it. Yeah, and that's probably a good answer, too. But what Terra has going for it is that you can't just highlight somebody and hit attack. You have to actually aim the attacks right. for them to strike and stuff like that. And it's got some pretty good graphics. Yeah, that's true. It does have good graphics. So is Rift, though. Neverwinter also has good graphics. I think yeah. that if I could have chosen between DDO and Neverwinter, knowing what I know of DDO now, I would have chosen Neverwinter. Yeah. Military Scott wrote in via email, here's my two cents in no particular order. So just list of games that we could play. Age of Conan on a PvP server, of course. I just don't think I can ever do that. DCUO. That's a good one. Rift. Might be fun. Borderlands. Yeah. Absolutely. For four weeks. Smite. Smite's that Dota, right? It's another mobile wannabe. Yeah. It uses gods, like Norse gods, right. Greek gods, stuff like that. Champions Online. Lifetime subscription here. Gotta put it to use. <laughs> or Terra. Yep. Military Scott, though, ever the great teammate, said, I'm down for whatever, though. I'll play Tiddlywinks with you crazies. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, seems like the leading candidates from folks who wrote in are uh, Star Wars Old Republic, Terra, Terra, World of Warcraft, Rift, of, and Rift, and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> What's cool is that we're in a good position that we have this many choices. 
Yeah. It's not like, well, there are three decent MMOs out there to play. No, there's gazillions. We've exhausted the pool. Yep. Now we have to go back. But the thing is, is I feel like both you and I, Mark, are leaning towards returning to a previous game. Yeah, I'd really like to play WoW again at the higher level to go through the Burning Crusade um, content together. Because there's a lot of those that I kind of glossed over when I went through it. Um, Are there any cool holiday events that happen during August and September? I don't know. We'll have to look. I know in October there would be. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Not sure. But even regardless of that, even whether we play Burning Crusade, there's always just new dungeons to go through. New, tons of instances, good instances. The Burning Crusade ones I just thought were... Maybe I'm not remembering it right, but it seemed like they were really cool. And the settings in the Burning Crusade are so different, too. I mean, there's some really cool areas to check out. Well, if I'm not fighting quill boars for the millionth time... I don't think there are quill boars. There's lots of red orcs. Oh, that'd um, be different. And giant behemoth demonic machines lumbering about, blowing horns, that you will tend to accidentally walk under. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's different. It's got a whole different feel, like... This you can see you're kind of like on an asteroid type thing. Oh, this is the Outlands. Yeah, so it's totally different. Um, I th- I think it'd be fun. It's kind of what I'm leaning towards too. Yeah, that would mean this would be our first MMO tour that consists of high level content. Yeah, and the barrier to entry is much higher if you want to join us, but by choosing World of Warcraft. There are much better odds that the people out there have an account, yeah. either subscribed or dormant. We, we may be all death knights, but by gosh, it should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> that can join us. What would the minimum level start be then? Well, I was thinking Because I want to play with my panda. Yeah, I was thinking, um, I, I think we're around level 50, aren't we? Yeah, I think my panda is, my panda is cuddle monster is... Between 46 and 48, I can't remember exactly where he is, but it's the upper 40s. Yeah, I mean, you can really start in um, Outland at 58, although getting to 60 is kind of nice before you go. Which, I mean, a few instances and we could get there, you know. Especially if we did it to like a little extra Sunday night stuff. (laughs) Oh no, the return of homework! Yeah. Hmm. Or we could just... You know, battle through the rest. I mean, it's eight weeks. We could just as a group work through the work to get to to sixty and hit Outland or whatever, or fifty eight. Yeah. For a group, we can definitely hit it at fifty eight. Yeah. So. So that's what we're leaning toward. Yep. And this would be your official notice. One week notice before that happens. <laughs> yeah. An opportunity for excellent you to vehemently argue why we shouldn't do it yeah or start working on getting what a level 48 or level 50 character yeah 48 50 somewhere in there if you're southern fried scott a level 80 (laughs) (laughs) and that's going to be an interesting question because a lot of the people that we played world of warcraft with are not the same people that we've played games with the last four months right yeah so will we have our standing constituency, or will we be hearing the return of Jayshon? I hope so. And the Uber guide to the game. Oh Jeez, my goodness! Awesome. 
she was she is very awesome at that game and a lot of fun to play with who was the other guy we had tom playing with us mm -hmm. and i can't remember what his name zen zhang dg oh gosh whatever. i have to look at my friends list yeah and we can go back to leveling our guild yeah yeah that was which fun. was gaining some reputation all right so yeah, yeah i think it's going to be world of warcraft eight week stint pandas if you got Mayhem. them yep if you don't got them we are we would be on the arthur server horde faction yep i said it right this time yeah let's get to 50 and start working on so would we be doing quests or instances well i think we could just do quests on our own uh -huh. and instances when we do group stuff okay unless there's you know like big you know multi like if there's like uh, area mobs we want to tackle, you yeah. know, like those m like wandering boss mob guys, or if we have some, you know, quests that require, you know, a party, we can do that too. Yeah. But once we're in Outland, we'll all be kind of in the same place. Right now, we we may well be all over the place, but we could come together for instances and stuff. And yeah, using Dungeon Finder, yeah. no less. We could even do a PvP night and go. Ooh. Stranglethorn Vale or something. I do remember how much fun Deathless. the PvP was. Yeah. Those were some ridiculous stories. Especially if we have Military Scott. If we can entice Military Scott to join us. Oh. He's so fun on PvP. <laughs> open world PvP stuff. Actually, the combination of all of us is really fun, but um, I just remember remembering our, our uh, Star Wars Old Republic night when we were... When he was at that giant overweight... Um, Smuggler with the yeah. stealth, like pe <laughs> peeking around by the Sith base and stuff. Yeah, and, like, calling out where, which way they were headed, and on what. And, oh, for someone so who was not enjoying that game, he, he made a lot of cool stuff. He did he make it cool fun stuff. for everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully, I remember he tried to join us in World of Warcraft, but he said after the fact that he was just so burned out. Yeah, maybe he's not burned out anymore. Yeah, well, we will see. Yeah, and. I don't know if Southern Scotta will join us or not. He did not join us the original stint. Maybe he'll come join us. That'd be fun. But Hugh is there. Yep. Hopefully you can join back, although he did just cancel his account. So there's a lot of question marks. Yep. Or we could have brand new people we've never played with or never it's heard true. from before join us. Yeah. All right. I think we're in. But now, we what are we going to do on Monday, though? The 29th. What are we doing the night that people might be listening to well, this? Well, I think everybody's got League of Legends installed and... I'm kind of feeling that I, I, I want to play that. And, you know, there's a possibility that we might be regularly playing that too, in addition yeah. to whatever, to I'm, World of Warcraft. I think it'd be fun to do another League of Legends night. Just because everybody's yeah. got it finally installed or downloaded or whatever. We could maybe play, see if we could get matched up against real people. Ooh. Or see how that goes. Yeah. I like that idea. That all sounds really fun. Yeah. Listeners, let us know what you think. Thumbs up, thumbs down. You can send in your reactions. Are you not entertained? To mail. M-A-I-L. At gentlemassive.com. If you have any comments on the news, or if you joined us in League of Legends, or don't like League of Legends and want to tell us why, you can tell us that too. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter to get the latest details on when our next game session is going to be, and any further confirmation on World of Warcraft. Twitter.com slash gentlemassive, or at gentlemassive in Twitter speak. Yeah. I am at this is Noah. I tweet a lot more on my personal account than on Channel Massive. Channel Massive is a little bit more functional and official. That's right. And then Mark. 
C O M A R K M. At C O M R K M. Yeah. Yeah. Also, heads up. During the middle of our next gaming tour, we will be going to separate corners, opposite corners of the United States. I and Southern Scott will be going to Seattle, while Mark and Military Scott and Bob, Bob who has been on the show a few times, yep. they're going to Atlanta. And Agamemnon. Oh, and Agamemnon, who yep. lives in Atlanta. He lives there. Yeah, he will be going to Atlanta. He'll be going down the street. Step out of his door. To Dragon Con. And be there. <laughs> yeah. So we will simultaneously be out of town at either Dragon Con or PAX Prime. Yeah. And I'm not sure. We haven't decided yet how that's going to impact what we're doing those weeks in respect to our game nights because I'm going to be still in Seattle on Monday. Uh, oh, I'm going to still be in Atlanta. On yeah, because our. Both oh, no. of, I think both conventions run through Monday. Yeah. Now. I'll so, be getting back. I'll be flying back during our normal game night time. Yeah, so that is a long ways out. That is a month out from now. But just want to give you a heads up. That is coming up, and we will plan accordingly. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We will be back next week. Well, I love this sentence. Matrix spoke non-specifically about how much his initial 90-day plan, about much of his initial 90-day plan, saying he will get under the hood to evaluate Zynga's business con... I've had like two sips of my drink. Top to bottom business reviews and work with our leaders to calibrate against... Uh, go after it with a real sense of urgency. <laughs> this spin time heads down with developers to something, something. <laughs> I went out to brunch with two of my old, with two of my former lady neighbors, and there is bottomless mimosas and bottomless Bloody Marys at this restaurant for brunch. And this one lady is all about those, and she's drinking them so much after about, we were there for an hour and a half, probably an hour, two hours total, but at the hour and a half mark, she was wasted, and to the point where she just like, she could speak straight, and then she just started hiccuping to... Well, that's like that's like I'm about to vomit stage right there. <laughs> like whether she was talking or not, she was just. Poop. And just so like, then I went because they don't care after a while. It's just a physical, any physical manifest. Yes, manifestation is completely important. Oh my god! Burping, farting, hiccuping, <laughs> vomiting. You know what? Hold that point. <laughs> And then I said, what do you mean you don't want to sleep with me? I already threw up. It's over. <laughs> Case closed. Get in bed. You know, like, they're great. I love, I love drunk people. They're, they're funny.